0: to suck my fanfic the internet's number one most consistent live stream podcast i'm ryan joined as always with my host alex alex how are you doing
1: co-host i don't want to have this discrepancy again uh i mean i hey you said number one whatever i just want to point out that when you google uh suck my fanfic we're finally the check out what the other person's up to yeah, yeah, that's us, that's us. Uh, no, it looks like they changed their... Um, yeah, the latest thing was June 4th. Hey, our latest um, thing is today, right now, buddy. Yeah, what the hell? It was... Okay, that's that's funny. They have the June 4th, and then November 15th, 2019. Wow. I, I, I guess maybe maybe they're stepping up to the
0: plate, because they're, they're so scared of us, because we're on a roll.
1: Well, maybe... Yeah, they were like, wait, hang on a second. These guys are doing what? Also, we have 10 more episodes. Actually, 11, counting this one, so. Not going to make a big deal of the whole thing, but here we go. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. So, dude, did you know that Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, um don't bathe their kids? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. I know that they only bathe uh, infrequently. And when they do, it's uh, only the essentials. Uh, pits pits, wait, is that what they pits said? tits, as they say only <laughs> it's tits pits, and, dicks. Pits and dicks um so anyway we are suck my fanfic the uh internet's one and only uh podcast that's named that and we weekly slash bi-weekly slash occasionally get on here talk about fan fiction review fan fiction uh in a in a critical literary way and uh and discuss and get involved with the community um we start with an opening topic
1: alex i believe you have an opening topic for us today I do, I do. I'm. Um. I. I, I you were doing a good intro. I'm just letting you ride with the intro. If you want to keep going, go. Okay, what do we do after the after
0: opening the topic? opening topic? We read
1: a fan fiction scoured scoured
0: from the internet. After painstaking hours of research, think Gandalf looking for the mentions of the rings in the in the lost scripts. That's us. Dusty scrolls looking for fan fictions for hours. The best fan fiction we could find. The most topical. The most provoking. Fan fiction possible and then we find that we read that to you and we I, react and
1: we talk about it um i have some i take some professor umbridge with mm-hmm. the gandalf thing i've never read the books um i got like halfway through the hobbit when i was kid and stopped, not for any reason i've always ever i've like always heard people say gandalf like yeah off but in the movies they seem to say gandalf i started watching them i'd never seen them before so they always say gandalf, gandalf! and yeah, it's really annoying when Frodo's like Gandalf, and I'm just like, ah. Gandalf? I don't know. So, just wanted yeah, to throw that, that out that's,
0: there. Yeah, that's I, ever since uh, my friend who likes Lord of the Rings way more than me, um, shout out to Kyle, uh, said so Gandalf. Kyle. <laughs> he corrected my one friend. We were like, what? we were like on the bus and we were talking, and he he, he was kind of yeah. kind of you know, man of few words, uh, but very powerful when he does speak. And, um, yeah, we were like talking, we're like, oh yeah, this is, we were like, you know, doing a bit or something, talking about Gandalf and we're like, oh yeah. And then Gandalf, comes, and then he goes, Gandalf. And then he just goes back to like reading the book that he's reading. So I always, that is, I'll always remember that it's, uh, it's Gandalf.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. Why do we all say like literally everything I've ever heard, it was Gandalf. And then I'm like watching the movies and I'm like, how did everyone You're get this wrong?
0: Casual. That's why you say Gandalf.
1: Yeah, I'm a normie. I'm a normie when it comes to this. So I'll admit it. That's fine. I don't think my attention can be everywhere at all times. Um, I'm not God or Kanye West, so I'm not om- omnipotent. So, I but
0: you can't. You can't know drop, You can't have a release drop on time. That is the one thing you can do that Kanye can't.
1: That's true. And I don't think I've lost my family just yet. So, mm. <laughs> I mean, there's still plenty of time. Uh, um, fingers crossed, it doesn't happen, though. You know.
0: All right. So, it was my turn this week to go to the depths of Minas mm-hmm. Tirith and find a. Fick for you and i did and it's gonna be delightful but as mentioned we have an opening topic
1: which is always supplied by our host alex did you find the co-host did you find the fic for me or for the listener i always find it for the listener who oh, is, okay. who, no, is
0: <laughs> who is who is you because you're the only one who listens to our live stream that's hey that's true So in a and roundabout way,
1: way yeah we make sure audio sounds good We sound good. We sound good. Part of me, is, you know, now that I'm like sitting here like. the Internet's best
0: sounding podcast. You heard it here,
1: folks. Well, I was I was literally just about to. Oh, shit. Whatever. I was literally. I just dropped my headphones. I was going to say, like, why do I even use my fancy podcast mic? Because it just gets all muffled over Skype anyways. <laughs> <laughs> my podcast mic's quality is as good as your internet. We so. got to do. Yep. That's all we got. We're riding.
0: We're riding on One spectrum point. Wi-Fi.
1: Uh, better than what I have. Like the uh, Gator shirt, by the way. I can't see you when you record, so I'm just watching past you. Um, and I am assuming you ah, yes. still have. Oh no, Gator no, shirt. I've
0: um, I started stripping when we were talking about Lord of the Rings, so that that yeah. that shirt popped off immediately.
1: I cannot wait to get to that part of the stream. Um, but yeah, man, I, I can't believe we're I can't believe we're going to subject ourselves to playing UCF. I didn't. I'm too scared, dude. And
0: I think I think it's time we raise our national profile and and play the, the national champions
1: finally play the 2017 or 18 whatever natty champs it's a good point yep
0: when when is it more relevant
1: to play than right now the, nat- the fake national champions from five years ago in 2030 yeah. yeah um wonderful so my opening topic i so um i'm like perpetually late on consuming pop culture stuff i think as most people know unless it's like a big movie and then i'll like make time for it unless it's snyder cut you're there day one i was no i actually did not watch it day one um I watched half of it day one, because it's a very long movie. <laughs> so then the um, second half was day two. Again, though, I did just say big movie, and I'll make time for it. And I, I had ample enough warning that that was going to come out. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so Snyder, Snyder Cut, I did see. Um, last movie I saw in theaters was Tenet, and I enjoyed it. So, uh, My internet dropped
0: yeah. there. I thought you said the last movie you saw in theaters was Ted. It was Ted. It was actually Ted 2. Oh,
1: okay. Which I did see in theaters. The one without Mila yeah. Kunis. Yeah. Um, no, it was tenant and it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, so, you know, I, I still haven't seen Falcon and winter soldier. I still haven't seen Loki. I'm, I know I'm my, my nerd card's going to get revoked. And I am so sorry about that. Um, I literally just told Ryan I was reading all day for work. So that's what I was doing all day. So I really don't, I don't you know, I don't have a lot of time, but I finally made time for Vince, And that's, I mean, I can't tell you, you included, how many of my friends have been like, bro? Have you seen, you haven't seen you haven't seen Invincible, really? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And like, you have to see Invincible. So I finally finally sat down and watched all eight episodes. There we go, Invincible. And um, it reminded me of an interview that I saw with Robert Kirkman between Robert Kirkman and um, a YouTuber named Comic Trope's. Comic Trope's. If love you have not tropes. watched comic, love tro- comic Trope's, okay, I was gonna say he is so good. I love him. He's a breath of positivity. He's great, and apparently he's friends with Robert Kirkman, a.k.a. the creator of Invincible. That's crazy. I'm um, going to use the term creator loosely. Uh, and the only reason I'm going to do that is because of what our opening topic is, and that is that I believe, personally, that Invincible, though good, was a wholly unoriginal story. Invincible. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did okay. I did I? What did I say? I know. I, I, I got some audio cut in my ear, so yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. So I liked it. I liked Invincible. Um, there were definitely parts of it where I was like, "eh." The whole like cut to the title card every time someone's about to say the word thing got really not cute, really fast. Um, and I was just like, "oh, oh, they did it!" I, and you know, I was like starting to guess, like, "I bet they're gonna say Invincible right here," and then they do, and I'm like, "oh wow." Um, so that's that's whatever. But uh, it was I liked it. You know, there are definitely parts that I, you know, I was like, "oh, you know, we didn't really need this," but there are parts that I really liked. But I feel like on the whole, it's a very, um, unoriginal story and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the reason why I take umbrage with it, um, are you still with me or is your internet active? No, I hear you. I hear you. I I hear you. Okay. The reason why I don't want to say I take umbrage, but the reason why I'm like, you know, this wasn't as powerful as I wanted it to be is because it was clearly uh, a Superman story, clearly like a DC story. And, um, one of the interviews that I saw between Robert Kirkman and Comic Tropes, I wish – I think the guy's name is Chris. I wish um, – he he's a really – I'd, you know, I'd love to talk to the guy one day because he just seems like really nice and really into comics and everything. Oh,
0: I think we he's, have uh,
1: more viewers than he does, so we could probably make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> see if we could. Um, but he was talking uh, to Kirkman, and basically like one of the things Robert Kirkman was talking about was when he worked at Marvel. And he worked at Marvel like very briefly, and he realized that he started like butting heads with one of the editors – And apparently he had only ever really published indie stuff. And when you work at a company like Image, uh, you don't really have an editor because you – it's creator-owned. So Image is basically like a distributor, and they, like, take a cut off top. But you own the rights. You retain the rights of the characters. Uh, You know, I mean, you are really the whole, like, success or failure of the story. Mm -hmm. And that's why Image is so cool. And – Robert Kirkman working for Marvel like butted heads with the editor, had problems with other writers that worked there that were like trying to give him tips. And like there were parts where they'd be like, hey, we're gonna, you know, have so-and-so look over your work. And he's like, Well, I don't need someone to look over it. Like, I, you know, this is my work. And then at one point they're like, Hey, we're gonna have someone letter your work. And he's like, I can letter it just fine. And they're like, No, someone's gonna letter it, which basically means they're gonna write the dialogue. And the reason that he didn't like that is because he realized he didn't have full creative control anymore over the story he was trying to tell. And Invincible clearly imo a dc um story it's clearly like with dc analogs. so i pulled up a list real quick of like some of the main characters from invincible and um so like invincible i would say son of superman or super i I, I just want to jump in
0: real quick because i i, yeah, I can't yeah. remember if it was a if it was a if it was an interview from kirkman or, or that i was reading but or someone was talking about that one of his inspirations was uh was like Peter Parker like it's just like such a Peter Parker story okay. and and the, kind of like that idea of being with Marvel like he wanted to play on these tropes and I was saying yeah. a lot about what you said like yeah it is it is an unoriginal story in the sense where it's like very much by the book very much you know yeah. coming of age superhero gets his powers you know this
1: fights and this, also you know. like oh who was actually shocked at Omni-Man oh yeah you know? no I mean like no one
0: yeah I mean yeah I I think the I do think that the praise it gets relies heavily on the end. I think the last couple episodes really picks up steam. There's some episodes in there that are just, like, man, like, really kind of forgettable. You know, yeah. again, I, I always rag on the animation. Uh, it's not...
1: The animation, I'm, I hate to say it, animation is not good many times.
0: I, uh, yeah, it's nothing that's nothing that's really impressive. No. But no. I, I think, though, it really picks up... It really kind of finds its footing there at the end and, and kind of becomes... Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of becomes exciting and kind of gets on this big scale, which is what we. Why yeah. I imagine it would be in animation. Spoiler: There is a uh, live action in the works for Invincible. Yes, uh, which will probably yeah. be dreadful. I can't imagine they get all that into one movie and it doesn't suck. No, um, but yeah, I, I read that where like you know he was like I'm just I just want to play with Peter Parker, but I don't want to have Peter Parker that
1: I have to stick inside yeah. the, that box. Well, and the, and so for him, there's many reasons why you wouldn't want to stay in the continuity. You're bogged down by canon. You have editors. You're bogged down by fans saying, "Oh, so and so would never do that." Okay, well, guess what? Mark Grayson can do whatever I want him to because I created him. And I totally get that. I, I mean, I personally saw him as a Superboy slash like Nightwing character. But I guess if he said Spider Man, then boom, it's Spider Man. I can't, I can't argue with him. Um, but still, so, so we have like a, a Spider Man analog character. Oh yes, powers wise, he's oh yeah, he's like oh, yeah Superboy. absolutely, absolutely. Omni Man is like clearly Superman. Obviously right obviously adam eve she's i mean she to me was the most like original but her powers were so op and rarely used like she can transmute matter okay anytime he's hurt make him i mean like optics if you look at her uh
0: starfire is what i would say
1: yeah 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 she looks like starfire which i think would fall in line with the nightwing grayson Uh, his name is literally mark grayson throwing that out there um robot which i'm i'm on a reddit um thread right now they say iron man i i mean when he be like gets his new body spoilers maybe but to me it's more of like a red tornado before that or um, robot
0: from doom patrol
1: yeah yeah robot man from doom patrol 100 um rexplode is gambit so you know okay that's a marvel one duplicate there's a lot of like multiplying characters shrinking ray i mean we'll call our ant-man we can call our adam whatever i mean it's the same power set monster girl clearly the hulk yep um black samson your guess is as good as mine i still don't even know what his powers are Black like, Samson, never really he's the
0: guy clear. who like doesn't have powers and then he like gets his powers yeah, and, and then it's he not does very clear yeah. i mean there is there is an obvious batman analog but i guess maybe yeah. he is maybe he's that or gotta care i, mean, I can't he believe he's more
1: iron man than anything i can't believe i'm forgetting his name
0: who's the guy he's in the uh he's in the tom king series Mr the smartest man in the dc universe like mr oh uh um, mr. Incred- no. <laughs> mr. mr incredible no mr terrific
1: mr terrific yeah uh, that's kind of how I thought he was. Yeah, I think I think Misterific's probably closest to it. Damien Darkblood is Hellboy oh, and John so, Con- Constantine so
0: so heavily. Yeah. It's it's literally lame. Hellboy. It's I mean, and, and I think like at a point it is so blatant that it's like, well, okay, yeah, obviously, yeah.
1: Well, that's that's what makes Invincible weird is because it's like almost a parody, almost a satire, but it's not because it's a real story. But these characters are clearly other characters. And then the to me the most profound like dude, this was one for one was the Guardians of the Globe, which is the Immortal, which I guess you could call him Superman. There's really not a better... I mean, if you're really going for um, DC characters, he's, uh, it's a villain. He, he's, Vandal he might even just be like Hercules.
0: That's yeah, who yeah, I Hercules, thought I Okay, feel. whatever,
1: Hercules. You know he's Abraham Lincoln at one point? So, like, who really cares? <laughs> um, War Woman is Wonder Woman. Green Ghost is Green Lantern. Martian Man is Martian Manhunter. Red Rush is the Flash. Darkwing is Batman. And Aquarius is Aquaman. Oh, my God. That's literally the Justice League. Yeah. So, like... And there's nothing wrong with that. But my point is, I was sitting there and I was thinking about it after I finished it. And I was like, man, this would have been such a cool like Elseworlds story. Like, what if the Kryptonians – if Krypton didn't blow up. That was just to cover Superman used, And really, they're like, he was here to colonize. Like, this would be awesome. That would be really cool. You couldn't do that. I mean, it's
0: Elseworlds, but you couldn't really get into the – I I think what you said is interesting. Do you think that, like, fundamentally, like, these, like – comic characters could be broken like you need the archetypes are there they're perfect people like that what we can do with them but they have such a legacy at this point it's like getting a nice pair of shoes it's like i Mm -hmm. it's so great i love to look at it they're comfortable it works but i can really only wear them when i'm around the house or i got a carpet to my car because i don't want to mess them up
1: yeah that's actually really funny that's me i have a pair of gator jordans that i've had for a few years i've seen them i've always seen
0: them. never on your feet though
1: I only wear them to games because it's like, oh, I don't want to mess these up. And so like I don't wear them any other time besides when I'm like in a jersey or something. And so it's just, like um I think I think you're right there with it. I I I think you're right. Yeah. But then I, I mean I it, it, that's why I think
0: it's interesting and obviously Invincible has like an incredibly long run and deep currents oh, and, it, and everything. It, it
1: surpasses anything D C analogue. Right. So
0: I, I think that's that's what's most exciting is like here are these characters that I like, I can look at and be like, I like Superman. I like Batman. I like Spider-Man. Like I like these characters. Now I'm going to see them evolve like in a whole divergent path. Yeah. Um, And I get to kind of see it from scratch. I don't have to be like, Oh wait, let me like dig back and read this back Mm -hmm. issue. So I really understand what's going on here. Like I know they're just going to diverge and I can just hop on that train. Um, If it's continues to be an analog, like it's more of a less of a divergent, more of just like weaving in and out. You know, I I could definitely see that's a valid criticism. That's just the same.
1: Well, here's my um, answer me this, liberals, uh, question, which is what about every time there's a reboot in continuity? I mean, this very easily could have been a reboot in continuity for DC. Boom. Okay, we just had, you know, Professor Manhattan reached his hand back in time and changed things. Would you kill off the entire Justice Justice League and, like, start – like, they're essentially – like, this is like – No, they literally – dude, they literally have a dark multiverse in DC right now. Scott Snyder has told most of the stories. Okay, so you just have an ongoing dark multiverse series. One of the dark mul- uh, universes didn't get destroyed, and it's this one where Superman's actually back. So they're, they really are doing. They
0: are. Good. Are there, I mean, what, what 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 are you saying here? Like, is it like a missed opportunity for DC or? Okay,
1: so so okay. The reason why I feel like it's a missed opportunity is because Robert Kirkman's a great writer. Obviously, say what you want about the originality of his work, uh, he makes millions of dollars, and we don't. in this world, that means he's a good yeah. writer. Yeah, I don't make millions of dollars. Uh, he's written more comic books than I have. The Walking Dead has three TV shows right now. I don't have a single TV show, so I'm not I'm not criticizing him in the slightest. I'm simply saying um, if DC and Marvel, the big two, didn't have shitty um, contract practices because they have fucking... It's a, 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 apparently awful to work for them. Um, up until, I think, a couple years ago, they weren't even giving healthcare. So, like, apparently it's, it's just terrible to work for them. It's all contract-based. You don't own a single thing that you create... I know I've talked about it before. Alan Moore owns absolutely nothing on Watchmen, even though those are his original characters. I'm going to get to it. They're also analogs, but he created those with um, uh, Dave Gibbons. Uh, if DC didn't have shitty business practices when it came to allowing people to write uh, for them, I feel like Robert Kirkman may or may not have been more willing to make this the DC show or story it should have been. To strengthen my argument, I'm going to point to another Amazon Prime TV show. This time it's live action, The Boys. Speaking from complete ignorance, having never seen it, um, I believe Garth Ennis was the guy who wrote it. Yeah, Garth Ennis. I've, sorry, I hit my mic. I have seen interviews with him where he said that this is straight up a DC, um, not interviews, but I've, I've seen people talk about it, and I think I've seen him talk about it, where basically the understanding that this is a straight up DC rip and he just didn't want to um, have to get stuck in continuity. He didn't want to have to get stuck with the whole like royalty idea, like who owns the story. So he just said, fuck it. And he created basically all DC analogs. Um, yeah. And so to go through, to go through uh, uh, complete ignorance, Homelander, Superman slash Captain America. The Deep is Aquaman. Uh, Queen Maeve is Wonder Woman. Uh, Starlight is Stargirl or North Star, which is a um, Marvel yeah, character. A-Train is Flash. Yeah, translucent would be Emma Frost or Martian Manhunter. Popclaw, I don't know who that is. X twenty three, Nubian Prince is Black Panther. Totally understand that's a Marvel character, but if you're going to steal, why does not? You know, why not steal from everybody? A train, the Flash, um, Vault American is just some MCU character. Well, if yeah, Vault uh, is that is the corporation, so it's like Lex okay, so it or like the MCU Corp yeah. it is the. Yeah. I think
0: it's the MCU. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then the seven would be just the Justice League. Yep. Um, which there's literally seven people in the justice league. So my, my point with that who's the is butcher, the butcher or something, uh, uh, probably the punisher or closer to Batman, actually, from what I understand. That's actually, yeah. Dang. Straight, yeah. Straight up. I like that show. So my point, my point being, here's another writer who's written for, for, um, DC specifically with vertigo, who has a history of knowing what their business practices are like having this great idea and either approaching an editor and saying, Hey, I have this great idea. And the editor going, dude, you know, you can't do that. Or the editor going, oh, that's great. We're going to make a lot of money. And he's like, well, you mean we, like as in us, right? And the editor's like, no, 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 no. I mean like DC. And he's like, oh, fuck you. I'll just go to Dynamite, which is where uh, who published it originally. Um, I mean, so my point, my like my point being, it's like on one hand, there are these like bad like contracts that are standard that people have been doing forever. And so if you sign the contract, I mean, good for you. You're writing more DC books than I am. But at the same time, it's like draining the... Probably I don't say most creative, but draining these interesting stories from your canon Mm. because you're stuck in this box. Yeah, this old. I mean, to your
0: point, that box you're stuck in kind of already precludes them. It's not even like oh, they did that story first. You like kind of knowingly have passed on it because you you think it's going to rock the boat too much. And yeah, yeah, you're kind of putting yourself. Um, And I, but the one thing I will say where it's like you know, uh, darn, this just could have all been you know great stories for for the original characters. There's something that – there's also something about them being like these analogs and these knockoffs mm-hmm. where it, it kind of gives it a little edge. It feels a little punk rock where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah like oh, stick yeah. it to the man. Like, yeah, here's Homelander. Like he can fly. He's got a cape. Yeah. Like it's also – it gives it,
1: – it adds a little bite. It adds a little interest, I think, to, to that message. I think so. And if you're – if you are part of the Amazon media, whatever their fucking production corporation is called or division of Amazon, I mean it's a big fuck you to HBO and Time Warner and Warner Brothers and AT&T. It's just a big like, dude, fuck you, dude. We're going to do your characters and you're going to have to fucking take it. And like but I, that's kind of – that's kind of punk rock. I mean I
0: would never describe Amazon as punk rock. But yeah, no. I mean they're, they're going with like the <laughs> – I would describe Amazon as like like unscrupulously savvy – And they're just like, hmm, I can't get Superman. These people have been for decades writing Superman stories and stuff. And I feel like it's also a good satire of their business Mm -hmm. and those movies. So let me just go for it. Like, smart.
1: Smart. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm not faulting them for it. And it's not even, if anything, it just shows even more what they're like. Because they find this, like, The Boys before, which was popular in comic book circles. But, you know, not really, like, big, like, Totally fine. and then they're like, man, this thing's this thing is basically DC. It's almost making fun of them and no one's bought the rights yet. Awesome, we'll do it. And I mean, like Netflix did the same thing with Mark Millar, the guy who wrote Wanted and Kick-Ass and Kingsman and Superman Red Sun and a bunch of other, uh, the um, uh, Marvel Civil War, he wrote that. Um, Mark Millar, he has a thing called Millar World, which is like his um, imprint. Uh, w- I think it was through Image originally and netflix bought all of it and netflix i think is publishing his shit now same with amazon amazon image doesn't publish invincible anymore um i mean okay it's still set when i say publish i mean like print it still says image on the label but from what i've been told by the guys at my comic book store which i don't even know um if they're a good authority on this allegedly amazon prints those books now on image mm.
0: i mean i, I um, believe because, it. because I mean, they can, can crank it out at such a higher volume. It's like. Yeah it's yeah it's like you it lets them kind of free up to print new stories because i mean i'm sure they have a huge backlog i mean it's not like it's a mom pop shop but amazon can scale (laughs) up like invincible and make it the biggest comic book in the world whereas you know they want they can you know they want to dedicate their prints to to new artists new talent dedicate their resources to that um i'm pull. i just pulled up on the screen um There's an article that says, Jeff Bezos sees nothing wrong with funding two superhero shows about how Lex Luthor's arch nemesis is actually the bad guy. It's a picture of Bezos (laughs) next to Hall (laughs) So I think we went about this all in the wrong way. I think think he's actually like, hey, you know what? These supermen, they kind of suck. I feel like Jeff Bezos is Lex Luthor, and this is his uh, campaign to to, uh, knock down the supermen.
1: He's Lex Luthor. That is hilarious. I have not seen an article. That is so funny. It's true, though. I mean, it's literally, oh, Superman's a bad guy, and his company's the one making it interesting. <laughs> with, um, but I think that,
0: to, Lex, to that Lex Luthor guy, uh, he's got some yeah, good he's ideas. He's got some good ideas. I'm just going to say it.
1: He, he's bald and is, like, the richest man in the world? Hmm. Um, Wearing for him to show up in a
0: neck suit one day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what I think is interesting is, like, to me, like, the boys – started as fanfic and became its own thing invincible started as fanfic and became its own thing and i only say it's fanfic because it started with characters or character archetypes that did not originally belong to the author they spend a lot of time writing these characters and they define them in their own way becoming their own characters um and i think when we're talking about characters like that when you know you said you watched it and like it's kind of like punk rock we'll take that a step further let's say invincible was just this one season and we don't get any more character development out of Mark or out of Omni Man or out of you know the Guardians of the Globe if they are still around. Um, I just from that one season don't need a background on Wonder Woman because I can kind of piece it or War Girl, War Woman. I can. So because I'm already familiar with her, yep. I know who she is. Oh, yeah. I don't need to piece it together. I don't have to spend that mental energy. You don't have to waste the time. Author doesn't. I don't have to exactly.
0: see the pearls fall off of bat of Martha Wayne's neck and yeah, kind of I don't Dark need to see it. Neck. Just yeah. get Darkwing and smash his skull in the first episode.
1: Exactly, and it's Batman. And so I think like that's it's lazy, but also smart. On one hand, you can say it's lazy because they don't have to do the work. But on the other hand, you can say it's smart because they don't have to do the work. You already know, like, oh my god, he just killed Wonder I Woman. I mean, laziness is is. Like
0: laziness is like for your story just like saying like, oh yeah, like show don't like show don't the tell don't show kind of situation or writing like a James Dean type archetype into a book. These this is this is what it's going for, and this is it's like I don't have to explain to you like how the sun rises and set. At this point, our culture is understands these archetypes. It's like these archetypes. It's almost like now earning it and showing it is a waste of time. It's a waste of funds. It's a waste of like yeah. our screen time and attention span. You're going to gonna lose get it to the
1: thing. Yeah. yeah. Lose it. And so I think, I think that makes two points. A, I think it makes the point of that's fan fiction. It's just like with fan fiction. You're just trying to write. You don't want to spend the time developing these characters or you can't, or you just don't feel like it, or you just really like the characters. So you're just going to use the characters and write the way you want. And some of the best fan fiction is so well written. I'm going to go back to the, um, the Narnia, uh, Anthony Bourdain, because for some reason that that's the one that sticks in my head. Rip like Tony, the Rip Tony. Brought. I went to go see the uh,
0: Roadrunner documentary. It's fantastic. I'm a big Anthony Bourdain fan now.
1: Okay, well, good. I'm glad you liked the the um, the documentary. So, but but I'm saying like, you know, when you write fan fiction, you're not creating these characters. So you're just using them as a tool to write, and you're helping yourself become a better writer. And I think that's very analogous to what we've been talking about with invincible and the boys uh but then to take it a step further when you start making changes or you start doing these dramatic things that do change who they are or do change your the background of that person that's when you do start falling into the realm of you know an original character i guess the question comes you know would that original character ever have been created if you didn't if you didn't copy this person maybe not but i think the best example of an, uh, an analogous character that warped into something bigger and is now bigger than the source Darryl. material would be the Watchmen. Oh, Watchmen! I was going to say Daryl from Walking Dead, but yeah, yeah, Daryl. Well, he didn't really have any source material in the comics. Um, he was made for the show, and then they never put him in the comics, which is probably for the best. <laughs> but if we're talking about if we're talking about um, Watchmen, Doctor Manhattan, Captain Atom, do you know who the, do you know who that is? Nope. A night Owl, Blue Beetle. You should I know do who know Blue, Blue Beetle, Beetle is, but not well. Um Rorschach the question. I fucking love the question. It's the guy with no um, face. I don't know that. Yeah. Silk Spectre, Nightshade. Uh, I'm gonna give you a million dollars if you can tell me who who Nightshade's uh uh civilian name is without looking it up. Nightshade. Um, S- no Nina Sade. No. Nina Sade. Uh the comedian, peacemaker, uh John Cena is going to portray him in a new uh in the Suicide Squad movie and he's gonna get his own HBO Max show. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Uh, So my point being, you don't know who the the source material people are for The Watchmen. You know The Watchmen. They're bigger than their source material will probably ever be. Did you say who Ozzy was? Who's Ozzy? Ozzy Mandeas? Yeah. Um, Oh, he's not on this DC Infinite list, but he does have an analog. Give me a second. I'll look at another one. He definitely... God, I hate myself for not remembering. It's a really, really out of nowhere... uh, oh, God. Oh, yeah. Put me in a slideshow. That's what I want, what culture? A slideshow. Thank you. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to click to the very end, and it's not going to be there, and I'm going to have to press, press back eight times. Thunderbolt. It's Thunderbolt from Charlton Comics. Okay. Um, so that actually started, what Watchmen started, um, I actually had to give a talk on this at the university. Uh, I literally spoke about this in a class. Watchmen started as a uh, basically story to end the DC universe by Alan Moore. And the editor said, You're insane. We're not going to end the DC Universe. And they said, But we did just get this brand new property, the Charlton Comics, that we bought that has all these old characters. What can you do with them? Looked at them and said, Cool. I'm going to kill one of them and I'm going to kill all of them. And they're like, Hey, <laughs> what is your problem? We just bought these. I'm going to drop a squid on one of them. Of I'm going to kick that one and stab that one to <laughs> death. Literally. And they're like, Dude, we literally just spent millions of dollars on these guys. We're not gonna have you reboot them just to kill them. And he's like, all right, so what if I just like made an analog? And they're like All right. Why let's you, see what, do you, what you want can make do an analog to make an analogue
0: of the original characters? Not the Char- Carlton? You want to make a and he's like, no, no, too far gone. I'll make an not
1: analog Charlton. of these random
0: characters.
1: <laughs> hey, it'll be better. No one will know. No one will know. Uh, and then of course he writes the greatest graphic novel of all time, um, with these analogous characters. And it was good because it freed him from continuity. It freed him from all of this Charlton shit that he didn't write, that he doesn't give a shit about. And it made him do something amazing. Like the, literally the best graphic novel of all
0: time, objectively speaking. Is the, the, the structure of that graphic novel where it's like every, every issue is progressing the plot, but also introducing a new character. And then it comes around to like the most important, like that, that's literally that. First of all, that's in every single graphic novel now and like limited series. That's oh, that's yeah. literally in every television show now.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, it's insane. Like once I read that it's, I was like, this is
0: everywhere.
1: Yeah. And it's it's so funny that that literally defined a genre like that, that Alan Moore did such a good job with these analogous characters that he changed comic books and popular culture storytelling for probably forever. I mean, yeah. at least for the next. It's a you know, very for hundred mean, years after he did it. If,
0: if you, if if anyone, if anyone ever listens to this, ever, ever cares, ever, who doesn't? You know, whatever. Um, read and you've read Watchmen, or read Watchmen. Just like now, I'll start applying it to like your favorite, like limited CR. I was watching like Ted Lasso the other day. I'm like, are they really doing the Watchmen thing right now?
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. And so it's just, it's like, it's amazing to sit there and read that and, and realize. What is derivative of Watchmen, and how influential it's become? Well, so so then and, and then we come around then to is
0: is it broken? Like I, they were groundbreaking at their times, but now these characters, these properties, these DCs, these Marvels are so set. Can they can can they ever get to that place again? I mean, it's all the spinoffs of them now that are so groundbreaking. Exactly,
1: yeah. And I think I think the problem. I think there's many problems. Uh, one that we can point to originally and very first is DC's really twisted deal with Alan Moore about characters that he created, uh, where they basically told him, "We'll we'll give you the rights a year after we stop publishing Watchmen," and he's like sick. And then he became a victim of his own success because they never stopped publishing. it. I know. <laughs> you know I, like, I get like, hyped
0: every published. every year. There's a, a new like edition, yeah. but also I, yeah. I you told me that, and yeah. I now recognize I'm just buying this guy's like fucking,
1: like yeah. another chain in this guy's you know, bondage pretty much. Um, they, they have compensated him since, um, he doesn't give a shit though. I mean, he, he's obviously pretty irked. Hasn't worked with DC for a while. Fine. Um, and I think that kind of shows, uh, and I promise you, I'm not sitting here like a mad, crazy, uh, uh, anti-corporate, uh, socialist or anything like that or communist, but I'm sitting here saying like, because DC has become this corporation and they're a part of AT&T and Time Warner and Warner brothers, and, uh, you know, they literally are the ones who are not only taking the movie stuff, but they're also publishing the comics, whatever. Um, you know, it's not – the the reason I make that is because it's not like there's like a DC Incorporated that's totally independent and they lease the the intellectual property to another company to make – the you know, to a movie studio. It's like all owned in-house now. Um, because of that, there are things that are too set in stone that you almost cannot um, – play around with anymore and every time that they try to do it it gets you know critically panned as soon as it comes out and the new 52 it might be a controversial opinion I think was really good for the DC universe because you've got a lot of good stories out of it and someone like Jeff Johns could come in and take Aquaman who was like a B lister at best pre-new 52 fight me on that and you're wrong <laughs> and he literally defined the character and the story that was used was the one that was put in the movie because it was so interesting. Because he went back and took this original lore and said, what are all these weird inconsistencies? I'm going to boil it down into something good. Same thing with Superman. The Superman one was a little weird. So maybe not a good uh, maybe not a good example. Batman, Scott Snyder totally redefined the character in a great way. And people hated it because it's like, oh, this isn't what I've been used to forever. This isn't my Batman. Exactly. And um, they're like, you're going to make him have to earn being a hero? No. And so they just, you know, every time that they do that, people get pissed. So why you know uh, uh, now we're sitting here talking about it? Why would you want to be Robert Kirkman and read a fine Superman? Fuck you! Like I don't you know yeah, maybe you I would don't. You get, want get the, a lot of
0: hate for it. You just don't have to. Yeah, deal exactly.
1: With that. The, all that. Being and, s- and here I am. I was gonna say here I am, not to cut you off, complaining. And Brian Michael Bendis has ruined the entire Superman. Everything. He's awful. He's a terrible writer. It's terrible. Uh, he is, he is, he's doing terrible, terrible graphic things to my favorite character. I haven't bought a superman Indy. book in like oh, three no, years. Indy. <laughs> literally like, we watched, we just sat there and watched Indy. He was our friend. That's how I feel about Superman and Brian Michael Bendis writing him. He, I'm so glad he's getting kicked off of the yeah, book. Yeah, he's staying. AKA transitioning. What
0: he's done is like kept it so boring and stayed in the lines. And I, I guess in a perverted way, like given the fans what they wanted. Like, they were going to revolt if they did something new and fresh. Like, if they had gone yeah. totally... So, it's like all the little decisions you make to appease people, at the end, you look back and you're so far off from what anybody yeah. asked for. You're so far off from, I what you wanted, yeah. from from the goal, which is just, you know, making a story that, that resonates with people. Because you just... Yeah. You appeal to them at every step of the way. And all of a sudden, you got Rise of Skywalker and... Ryan's walking out of the movie theater throwing his ticket in the trash.
1: Uh, I, I, So it's so funny that you mention that because I've been thinking about it, and it's like, you know, what do you want as a creator? And what do you want as a consumer? And it's like, I, I feel like those things are in dialogue. You, I know on um, Goodreads, I saw you share that quote by Orson Scott Card about how everyone's going to read the book differently and have a different version of the book in their head. That, like, you're collaborating on making the story, and I think that's a really cool way to put it. And it's like, I almost feel like... These properties, the the I, in a really roundabout way, when it all becomes about what you think is going to appeal to most people, it's almost like you're democratizing a story. It's almost like you're saying, what if we just did, like, Star Wars 4, but it was just, like, the same thing, but there's, like, a girl now, and the thing is, like, bigger, and it can blow up more planets, and you're like, yeah, people like Star Wars 4. And you're not, like – it's almost <laughs> – yeah, I just say it. it's almost like as a creator, you have to be that mean dad where it's like, I'm not giving you yes. what you want. I'm giving you what you need. We need and it's, you need it's like, like a vision
0: of someone who just is yeah. not afraid to tell a story. They have a story they want to tell. They're not going to compromise on it because if you build yeah. it from this like piecemeal of like, all right, well, we really, really we're going. So like we can't do this because people get mad about this and this and this and this. And you make all these little binary decisions based off of exterior factors. And then at the end of the day, you're like, oh shoot, we have a story. We're done. Did anybody even really come up with this? What is this? Is this original? Is this like this like amorphous hodgepodge of of public opinion and and none of it fits and it's kind of like some parts yeah. of it are like good and then some parts of it are like, what is that? Like, it's just, you need storytellers who are unafraid to just be like, this is my vision. This is a story I'm telling. Boom.
1: Yeah. Bold. And I, I think we talked about this last episode. I probably bring it up too much. But like, it's really hard to name any uh, Marvel directors or writers. Uso I mean, writers. Try, try, well, and you, that might only writer? be a
0: single because... writer. I mean, the director. The director <laughs> <No>. always, <laughs> I mean, you can name some directors because like, okay. and Brian Coogler just for Black Panther because he but, did you help know I'm write saying? it. Like, I mean, and who knows the amount of treatments those things go through yeah. before they actually make it, uh, you know, into the actors' hands. Um, of course. And then you know, as soon as that wackadoo. Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. touches the script. Who knows what's going to come out of his mouth? You think hey, Rocket is Raccoon all improv, is reading baby. the script, bro? You think...
1: You think, <laughs> I you think I, Vin, I, I Vin Diesel's not reading, is not reading not free. Vin Diesel's crazy. just
0: free-balling for his family out there. But... just so <laughs> um, But I totally forget the point I'm going after. Um, but you can't name a writer on any of these movies and other the ones who are crafting the story. Cause it's just like, it's just a think tank yeah. of public opinion. Um, that's why we, li- we like, we like guys yeah. like, and like that's, Neil that's... Gaiman. And we like guys like, I mean, even Robert Kirkman to, to yeah. a degree and Alan Moore, because even though they make something that's so weird, it's just so original. And sometimes it falls flat and that's, but it's, it's definitely not compromised.
1: No. And, and um, again, I know I've talked about it way too many times. Say what you want about the Snyder cut. It was definitely a Snyder cut. Yeah, you know what I mean. Can't fault that. Say what you want about it. Say what you want about the fans complaining. If you watch that movie, you walk out of it going, "That was definitely a movie <laughs> you made can, by you cannot Zack Snyder." Cannot debate that. I will. You I, and it's it's like that's fine if you didn't like it, but Daddy gave you what you needed, not what you. And that's a weird way to put that. Now that I made the dad uh, reference, never yes. mind with that. But you get what I'm saying. It's like. I, I and maybe that's probably where I'm sitting right now with these specifically comic book things because I spend so much time reading comics. I I don't really I don't fucking care anymore about what I want from a comic book. Like like I care about what I need that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That I need. Yeah. No I, like, I want, no, I want. No, I'm, I'm new, serious. Exactly. You, I know what I want. These...
0: But but what I actually want is yeah. something new. And I, you know, burn burn the past, tear my heroes down I don't know. or pump them up. Do whatever you got to do. Like just I want I want you to do what you're going to do. I want complete freedom and autonomy so boil this down to a thesis you say invincible you start this off with an incendiary statement like uh invincible is not an original story where where does all this boil down to in a in a a fine point
1: invincible is not an original story but that's okay and it but it's it's not original but it kind of is but it turns into it right via the power of fanfic invincible which originally is not an original story turns into something that we could have never dreamed of. (laughs) So speaking of stories
0: that are absolutely uncompromising and not for anybody but the author, maybe not even for the author, probably basically for no one. These stories are for no one. We have some fan fictions to read this week. Let's do this. Um, I have two short fan fictions. Uh, maybe we can view them through the lens of this discussion we've just had. Um, They're both about another seminal work, a work that draws, you know, no comparison from anything that came before it or after and really boldly sets out to establish its own canon and characters. And that is the Space Jam franchise. Um, Yep. Welcome to the Jam. I'm going to pull it up now so everyone can see. Uh, Our first fan fiction is called Welcome to the Jam. And you can find it on fanfiction.com.net. Sorry. It's been a while since we've done a fanfiction.net. And it is uh, written by Argle Fumpf. And the name is on the uh, screen. So this will be a short. We've got two little ficlets today. We're going to start with Welcome to the Jam by uh, Argle Fumpf. Captain Kirk stared in shock. Oh, you really brew it. Okay. What's up?
1: I'm really Sorry. Did we talk about the Porky Pig rapping thing on the show? Porky Pig raps? You know what I'm talking about. No. Okay. In between the two fics, I'm do it now. I'd appreciate it if you pulled it up on YouTube and put it on stream. Because um, I had to listen to it, so I feel like everyone else should have to listen to it. <laughs> All right. We will do that. Um, okay. I'll shut up for the rest you, of the you, thing. Not you, me you better.
0: All right, Captain Kirk stared in shock at the planet on the view screen. He had never seen a planet like this before. Why, it looks like a theme park, Dr. McCoy. I'm not going to do the accent. Dr. McCoy gasped. An entire planet designed to make money off of tourists. How awful. Doctor, a man as knowledgeable as yourself cannot be surprised by the nature of capitalism, Mr. Spock said in a haughty tone. Capitalism, that's exploitation. You can't tell me it's good to turn a planet into... Captain Kirk ignored the usual bickering between Dr. McCoy and Mr. Spock. What's the name of that planet, he asked. Moron Mountain, said Mr. Sulu. Not the most inspiring of names. I I will try to do Mr. Sulu. Captain, we're being hailed, Lieutenant Uhura said. Shall we put through their communications? Sure, why not, Captain Kirk said, staring down in his captain's chair. Put them on the view screen. A fat green alien with pointy ears appeared on the screen. What the... The alien shouted. Are you guys Earthlings? Earthlings? Why, yes, said Kirk. I'm Captain James T. Kirk of the USS... I bet you came here to make fun of us over the Looney Tunes fiasco. Well, you can forget it. Hostile Earthlings aren't welcome on Moron Mountain. Looney Tunes fiasco? Dr. McCoy asked. He's referring to a cataclysmic event in ancient Earth history referred to as the Space Jam... Records indicate this occurred in the year 1996, (laughs) Mr. Spock said. He was checking Wikipedia to get more information, but, as usual, pretended to have known everything ahead of time. You You haven't heard of it before? the green alien asked. No, we haven't, said Captain Kirk, and let me assure you, the Enterprise is a peaceful vessel. We intend you no harm. Oh, really? the green alien asked. In that case, why don't you come visit us here on Moron Mountain? We can be friends, maybe even share a game of... basketball Basketball. the alien mr swaghammer laughed evilly while the crew exchanged wary looks captain kirk smiled widely i love basketball let's prepare an away team to visit the planet immediately (laughs) mr spock are you game i am not familiar with the rules of basketball captain (laughs) that's okay you're tall and that's what matters captain kirk said it's just an innocent game of pickup basketball nothing else to worry about everybody get up it's time to slam now we got the real jam going down now welcome to the space jam and then that happens they have all the lyrics written there okay i'm not gonna sing it 30 minutes later there was something to be serious about if we don't win this game they'll keep us here as slaves dr mccoy said we'll be entertainment for a bunch of snot-nosed kids i don't get it said kirk these aliens the monstars They seem to be taking this personally. I thought this was a casual game. This is what I was trying to mention back on the bridge, Mr. Spock said. In the original Space Jam, the alien invaders were repelled by a group of heroic cartoon animals and a popular sports star. By playing basketball? McCoy asked. This makes no sense. What are you... A Space Jam? (laughs) I suspect we may soon find out, Mr. Spock said. These monstars don't look the slightest bit winded yet. While our team is exhausted... Victory appears to be elusive. "'Well, let's trade away some of our players,' Captain Kirk says. "'Where's Scotty? He can be the point guard. As for me, I'm switching to power forward.'" More lyrics? More lyrics? The crew of the USS Enterprise was down, 46 to 49, and there was only two seconds left on the clock. I feel like you you could probably see where this is going. "'It's impossible, Jim,' Dr. McCoy said. "'Our best chance is to make a three-point shot to bring the game at overtime, but we're too far away from the net.'" Perhaps we could try fouling or using a timeout for our strategic advantage, Spock said. Classic Spock. No, Kirk said. I'm not going to let these aliens get us. Here, Spock, you get the ball to McCoy, Bones, you pass the ball to me at half court. I'll shoot from there. Are you insane? You can't make a shot from that far away. We don't have any other choice. If I miss the shot, we'll become alien slaves. I won't let that happen to my crew. Meanwhile, the Monstars were also arguing over the game. Look, I don't want a repeat of what happened with Michael Jordan. You guys need to crush Captain Kirk. Smash him so he won't be able to get up. You got it, Both. The referee blew the whistle and the game resumed. Spock threw the ball into play and Bones chucked it so fast towards Kirk. Kirk took aim and threw the ball just as two Monstars smashed him in the back of the head. Everyone held their breath as the ball went air and landed perfectly in the middle of the hoop. Swish. Nothing but net. No way! He made a shot from all the way over there! That's impossible! Mr. Swackhammer shouted. Foul called on the play, said the referee. Kirk gets a free throw. What? Mr. Swackhammer yelled. But the rules say you only get three points from one shot. That's the maximum! Yes, said the referee patiently. But there is a four-point play. The mythical four-point play, Dr. McCoy gasped. I've heard of it, but I didn't know it existed. Kirk grinned. (laughs) I got this. He dribbled the ball twice and easily sunk the first shot. The Enterprise won the game 50-49. to 49. No, not again, Mr. Swackham, Swacker, Swackhammer yelled. How do you do that? Easy, Kirk said. I learned basketball from the best. My trainer in Starfleet Academy was the legendary, undefeated basketball player, Bill Murray. No, Swackhammer yelled. He cursed out Captain Kirk, but a deal was a deal. He had to let the earthlings go, and he promised to never again force anyone into slavery based on a sporting event. Well, Captain, that certainly was quite the adventure, Dr. McCoy said. I'm surprised we made it through live. Me too, Captain Kirk said, rubbing his ankle. Do you think you could look after me in sickbay for a while? I've got a serious case of athlete's foot. The entire crew laughed as Kirk hobbled away to put some ice on his ankle. End of thick.
1: Wonderful. Um, so I said I wouldn't talk the whole thing. I'm talking now. Um, a... At, be, at the beginning, uh, your swing hammer sounded more like a Rick. <laughs> out there. It's all Rick. It's okay. Uh, it's all Rick. <laughs> it's always Rick. Uh, B, of course, Bill Ma- Murray is undefeated. He's amazing. Uh, C, uh, who did the Monstars take their powers from? Mm. This time? Oh, I, I
0: think they're just practice. Is. This is like a thousand thousand years in the future, so they probably have just been practicing. Mm. If you practice okay. for a okay. thousand years, you'll probably be about as good as Charles Barkley.
1: Well, he never won a ship, so probably <laughs> yeah, you
0: would probably be better than him. Good point. I don't yeah. think the Monstars have ever won a ship either. Not a lot of hardware in that in that trophy cabinet.
1: Mm-mm, not at all. Uh, neither did Patrick Ewing, and he's also in Space Jam. Uh, I love Space Jam. Did, can we talk about Space Jam yeah. for a little bit? I thought the film was good. I thought it was funny. Um, I liked the the cross. Your uh, Will Shatner, I thought was good, and I thought your Spock was good as well. So I enjoyed listening. <laughs> you should have heard me. You uh, should have heard me. It was hard not to interrupt. Spock. Uh, earlier today, I was warming up. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. At that work, yeah. Hello. Uh, um, no, that's more William Shannon. To... Uh, hey,
0: hello. Uh, hey, hello.
1: <laughs> I can't even do Rick anymore. <laughs> 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 oh no, Rick <laughs> Ryan. I can still. I don't. I never thought the morning was good, but you know, I was at least attempting it. Um. I love Space Jam. Space Jam is like one of my favorite movies as a kid. It's still one of my favorite movies. Uh, if I had a time machine uh, that I could only go to one place, I would go back to watch Space Jam in theaters. Um, baby Hitler's safe, unfortunately, <laughs> you, you uh, because of round. my love for Space Jam. <laughs> Damn you, baby Hitler. You win this one. Another day so, safe. um I cannot bring myself to watch Space Jam 2 uh, for many reasons, one of which is the Porky Pig video, which I know you're getting pulled up. The other one is I don't like the fact that it's called A New Legacy because I feel like it is literally just LeBron James trying to prove that he's greater than Jordan. I don't think he is greater than Jordan. Um, I'm also pissed that they changed the animation style. I'm pissed that it's not the Monstars, that it's the Goon Squad because I thought that was lazy as fuck. Um, I... uh, I don't. Did you ever play the Space Jam no, video game? No, absolutely not. I played it on PS One. They had two teams: the Monstars and uh, the Toon Squad. And because I was the younger brother, I always had to play as the Monstars. But boy, did I love! To, did I uh, learn to love the Monstars? I love Space Jam. So I, I thought the fic was good. I enjoyed it. I thought you were funny, and uh, I, I really have a hard time believing that I'm going to be watching a new legacy at any point. Uh, however. I would love for you to pull a Porky Pig. Um, I did watch a thing recently that was, I think it was like the seven unfinished sequels to Space Jam. The two I'm going to Tate Jam, and it was with Tony Hawk, and that would have been Ooh. awesome. Uh, the other one was called Varsity Bugs, and it would have been a whole <laughs> play on the, I, I love the idea. It would have been a whole play on the fact that the Looney Tunes work for Warner Brothers, and so the Looney Tunes, um, the Warner Brothers would have, was going to try to kick them out because they wanted CGI animation instead of hand-drawn. So they looked at their contracts and found out that the Looney Tunes never went to high school. And it's in the contract that everyone that works for the Warner Brothers have to go to high school or have to have a high school diploma. So they go back to high school or they go to high school. The Looney Tunes and, are uh, back in school? The, Lo- the Looney Tunes go back to the dogs. <laughs> Uh, they go <laughs> they go to high school and i think they play basketball but apparently one of the running gags is that keanu reeves also has to go back to high school and then he becomes a big nerd i looked it up keanu reeves did not graduate from high school so that would have been fucking perfect and also you know at the beginning of space jam when they have a little montage with jordan where he's like playing basketball and then he like goes to do the dunk and then he like turns into <laughs> himself they were gonna do the same exact thing, except with a guidance counselor, and like the human analog for the movie was gonna be a guidance counselor, and they they were gonna pick some comedian, obviously. But like the whole like gag is that as a little kid he had like guidance counselor trading cards and stuff. That sounds what hilarious. is that? What was that one called again? Tell me Varsity the name again. again.
0: Varsity Tunes. Varsity, Varsity Bugs. Bugs. Varsity Ugh. Bugs.
1: Yeah. Wow. I I love it. Um, is this Porky Pig? Yeah, ben? it's up. It's ready. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna read. Uh, is it? Are you sure the audio is yeah. play? All right, I'm I'm ready. I'm plugged in. I'm gonna I'm gonna react live. Um, Do it. So you're gonna be on a little delay. It's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, oh, we rapping now. We rapping. Are we so rapping? Now? You really are. Notorious are you now? PIG.
0: Oh, the notorious PIG. Here we go. Oh yeah, this animation's terrifying.
1: Oh, oh boy! Here goes nothing. Oh, get it, Porky?
0: What up? Yes. Porky Pig. They
1: call me to me. He
0: don't want no trouble. Don't kill yourself. The I'm internet. logic. Yeah, this, is, this this pig is lit, I'm super legit Every time I'm out in public, people asking me for pics You, nobody knows you when you walk the street How your last name, rhythm, and you're still off-beat From oh, beginning me. to the end oh, and all the smoke. all-star, your squad is all jokes And this one bar, most famous of all quotes This battle is now over the bat, that's all, folks Oh, man, that's a crazy mic drop That's all, folks That's a sick mic drop I hope you're being sarcastic I'm gonna go full screen for this. I hope you're being sarcastic. That's a sick mic drop. <sighs> Did you actually like that? But D, but D, but D, but that's all, folks. Dude, okay, that was so like going- that was like oh man, that was like going to a Macklemore concert, <laughs> and then you're like, I can't wait for Macklemore, and then they're like, Macklemore's sick, and you're like, no, and they're like, instead we've got Logic, and you're like, yeah.
1: That's what that was like. I don't know if you can tell, uh, but he's on Spotify with this song.
0: Let's see it. Pull it back. Hold it back up to the screen.
1: Oh, Christ.
0: That's the exact still that I have up, man. I mean, iconic, I iconic. I'm I'm not gonna watch the rest of that video because I absolutely hated that. But that was <laughs> sick, bro.
1: The, literally, the worst part is that. Pig. it
0: sounds like the beginning of alphabet acrobatics which is a know, good song that. that's a good song you should listen to that song after this okay it's, cool. uh, it's a uh, hip-hop song where they they essentially go and use every letter of the alphabet only words that oh, begin yes. with that letter alphabet acro- acrobatics yeah. i can't even say it um fantastic
1: that's how spiritual lyrical miracle it is
0: um that was awful that was truly dreadful and that's a thing that i now know exists in the yep. world um honestly it kind of makes me not even want to uh read the second fic but i'm gonna do it anyway um i'm gonna do it it's an incomplete fic so let's just keep the ball rolling on just huge disappointments
1: um i'm already on the stream so here you got the biggest one
0: there you go <laughs> the biggest one of all was for you at the end okay so this one uh ooh, oh wow chapter five Spoil- spoilers excuse me um this is on Archive of Our Own, the beta. Don't go to the uh, the actual one. Go to the beta for Archive of Our Own. Oh. Um, it's called The Sponger Games. It's called The Sponger Games. And uh, I guess you could probably put together what it's about. Um, but I'm, I'm going to jump into it anyway. Um, you may talk as much as you like. Um, I'm going to get it started. The Sponger Games. Chapter 1, the beginning. Chapter 1, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. SpongeBob ran into the woods. Kelp Forest. The water in his bowl swishing as he ran. Oh, fuck me. He's above ground. He heard the crackling of twigs under his shiny shoes as he ran to safety. He knew that Shrek would be waiting for him by the lake. They had formed what an alliance. The... Yeah, I need, you to do, I need you to do Foley for this. Just to make sure. <laughs> um, give me some... Give me, some, uh, give me some, Shrek noises as well. Shrek is uh, also in this. Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> he knew that Shrek would be waiting for him by the lake. They had formed <laughs> an alliance. I hope, oh, man. I hope. I hope the people who live next to you just like were eating dinner and they just like looked up like a gazelle on the Serengeti. And they're like, "What? The, I we got to move. We got to move today."
1: We have a Shrek
0: problem. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to move, honey. Ugh, the resale value just fell through the floor. They had formed an alliance <laughs> shortly before the Games. He knew he could trust his closest friend. For now. He sighed with relief. He had found the lake. Meanwhile, Shrek. <clears throat> a donkey! Was cleaning off the collection of swords he had claimed at the cornucopia. Do you get where this is going? He had already killed two in an attempt to stay alive. He heard someone approaching. He braced himself ready for a fight. It was... Mike Wazowski. Shrek... <laughs> yeah, don't charge you? at him mike grabbed shrek's okay, wrist sorry. whoa there buddy let's speak on a personal level green to green you can trust me mike said no i can't i'm not doing the, an accent you'll have to kill me to win so you could kill me any second shrek replied but i admire your strength i respect that get away from me you monster this is my swamp shrek roared this is my swamp oh, Fuck this is my swamp
1: Ice Swamp! It's like a Pee Wee Herman, Shrek. This is (laughs) my Swamp!
0: (laughs) Alright, Mike ran back in... (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Alright, welcome to the internet's zaniest slapstick. (laughs) Donkey! (laughs) (laughs) That sounded like the character from the end of Ice Scream, But I Have No Mouth. Donkey! (laughs) Uh, Why am I? Why am I what I am? I'm gonna pull that up, now.
1: Donkey! (laughs)
0: I have, no mouth I have no mouth i and i have no mouth i'm screaming. typing and i scream but i have no mouth <laughs> this you look like this yeah you look Elf like Elfman. this guy
1: donkey <laughs> <Tanky. laughs>
0: all right sponger games we're getting through this mike ran back into the woods heartbroken <laughs> why is he heartbroken all right meanwhile spongebob approached the clearing he jumped into the lake taking off his bowl helmet Shrek chuckled, glad his friend was safe. Spongebob swam over to talk to Shrek, who was sitting on a tree stump. What do we have? Spongebob asked, pointing to the bag Shrek had claimed in the bloodbath. Let's see. We have three knives, a bow and arrow, a water purifier, two sleeping bags, a week's worth of food, and some rope, Shrek concluded, zipping up the bag. Spongebob shrieked, pointing at a moving figure running towards them. It was Shadow. Shadow the Hedgehog.
1: Oh, Sonic right High! Now, school. A little Sonic High School in here. I thought he used an echidna.
0: No, that's um, that's Knuckles. That's that's Knuckles. Uh, right. uh, I'm as going. I'm reading this, I realize Fuck this is I. a Hunger Games uh, story and not Space Jam. So we're gonna Space going to keep going. Yeah.
1: Isn't it called, called the Hunger Games? games
0: I'm looking at it. Yeah. Um, chapter two. <laughs> We're going to read at least another chapter of this, <laughs> just to give the, the author uh, their due. Uh, there's an additional tag. It's called Hulk Hogan hyphen free form. I don't know what the, that means. Um, <laughs> and Macklemore is in this, so it's good. And Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Shadow Ooh. ran over and hugged Shrek. SpongeBob was bewildered. What was Shrek doing defending the enemy? what in the world spongebob said calm down spongebob shadow is my friend i met him in the training center he's our ally now shrek said slowly nice to meet you bob shadow said extending his hand that's spongebob to you spongebob replied slapping shadow's hand out of the air sorry spongebob shadow said dejected he sat down on the ground and pulled off his bag spongebob was furious how could shrek make a new friend when they were in something as serious as this spongebob sank to the bottom of the lake needing some time to think SpongeBob's sobs rose up in bubbles loud enough for both shrek and shadow to hear i just wanted to help but spongebob sure is upset i should just leave now shadow said don't leave we'll work things out shrek replied with a desperate tone shadow hugged shrek okay but only for you he replied happily I took us way off course. I should have quit when I was ahead. Meanwhile, Spongebob was planning something. He knew (laughs) it was wrong, but he had to do it. He had to kill Shadow, of course. Spongebob rose up to the surface as Shrek and Shadow were talking. They didn't notice the yellow figure moving swiftly as he put on his water helmet and grabbed one of Shrek's three knives. He crept up behind Shadow and stabbed him through the back. Shadow fell and the cannon sounded end of chapter two quick poll let's throw it in the chat does
1: anyone want to hear this or are we good i'm gonna be the answer of one uh, if you want to end i think, I think, we're, think good. we're good <laughs> i think we're good it, i think it turns so out that shadow
0: days. was uh shadow was not dead it was actually william shakespeare from district 4 that got killed um that's
1: Is that an a real actual what the
0: fuck uh, that's an actual thing um, spongebob yeah, we SpongeBob. Games well, no, William Shakespeare is a uh, he's a he's a playwright um, from the United States. Oh, Kingdom. okay. Uh, Never
1: heard uh, of that before. Never heard then, of that before.
0: Uh, SpongeBob makes a mental list of his squad, which is Mike Wazowski, Mickey Mouse, Mario, Marth from uh, Smash Bros, and Fire Emblem. Uh, or Michelangelo, not yeah, the turtle, yeah, yeah. Martha Stewart, and Michael Jordan. See, that's 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 what it, I, Michael Jordan is how I that's what i thought michael jordan uh oh wait a second here we go chapter five michael jordan proposed they play a game of space-tastic basketball okay all is not lost here in chapter five they split up into teams one team was made up of mickey mouse marth from uh uh smash brothers and fire emblem and mario and the other team had michael jordan michelangelo and martha stewart wow that is not balanced that's like the 2017 nba finals mike wazowski was the referee yeah Mickey's team was known as the Slammers, and Michael Jordan's team was known as the Jammers. They slammed and jammed so hard, the game was heated. Michael Jordan was killing it, of course. He slam-dunked with his famous arm-stretching technique at least 15 times. SpongeBob cheered. He was a huge fan of Martha Stewart, and he wanted her team to win. Suddenly, an arrow shot through Marth from uh, Smash Brothers and uh, Fire Emblem games. Shot through Marth's back. He fell to the ground. Mario screamed. Who could have committed this evil deed? It was Stephen King. He ran straight back into the woods, but it was too late to avenge Marth from Smash Brothers and the Fire Emblem Games. They had a funeral, they covered Marth mm-hmm. in flowers and played In the Arms of an Angel, the song from the ASPCA commercials. Mike pounded on his <laughs> freshly <laughs> his freshly laid grave, torn by the loss of another friend. I love that image. <laughs> Why? says <laughs> little claws banging on the dirt. Meanwhile, Stephen King was partying hard. He was on a hot kill streak. <laughs> he remembered his liberation Sick. from his first kill, Shia LaBeouf. He was trying to eat Shia LaBeouf because he is a cannibal, but Stephen shot him in the Shiaia—that's pun. Stephen marked the victory by smearing the cannibal's blood on his trusty bow. Next were Shaggy and Scoobert. They were easy tar- good for using Scooby's real name. They were easy targets. Here's he remembered Scoober. Shaggy's last poetic words: "His hey, Stephen held a single tear. How beautiful! He should have been saved, but Stephen savored the victory. Stephen had an alliance with a person of the same first name. His name was Stephen Hawking. They adventured together in the days before the games. Stephen K was a great pal. He was willing to sacrifice himself for the safety of Stephen H. He would save his friend. And that's it. That's it. We got a little Space Jam in there.
1: Is Stephen Hawking in a mech suit?
0: Uh, I would assume not. I, I assume he's kind hmm. of like. Uh, He's like Oracle. He's like calling out all the shots for Sir Stephen mm. King as he runs around and you know, giving him like tactical support. But he's just still- very slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft mm. Sam.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well that uh was uh you know, a disappointment, so I'm sorry about that. Well, every time you go up with one, you gotta go down with one. So you went up with the first one, you gotta go down with this one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fine. I don't I don't see any problem with that all right wonderful well that's it space Jam: a new legacy has a 4.3 on imdb a lot money dude people liked it how did it make money on hbo max no in theaters it did not make a lot of money on theaters you're lying
0: it did it did oh here we go here here
1: oh boy here we fucking go again what it just couldn't have it's so bad
0: Sophomore slump, why Black Widow and Space Jam quickly sank at the box office. Uh, <laughs> Space Jam, oh, yeah. Black Widow fall 69%. Oh, man, that's, that's great. Sick. Oh, it every headline sick. falls 69%. Um, Space Jam, a new legacy, so far has grossed $51.4 million in the United States. 51
1: yeah. That That's definitely not budget.
0: No, definitely not. Uh, Space that's, Jam 2... Uh, three thousand nine hundred sixty-five. It means the biggest hit of the summer. Uh, Okay, projected the film would bring in twenty million. That's what they projected. Uh, Black Widows made two hundred sixty-four million. Okay.
1: The the box or the budget was one hundred fifty. And then typically, um, what they don't tell you is they normally spend, depending on the movie. Almost double sometimes the budget on other things. Oh like yeah, market oh, especially Space Jam. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, it's everywhere. So if they only made 94 million at the box office, there's no way that they made 200 million, which would still be less than double on HBO Max. Yeah, an unexpected
0: no win. Space Jam: New Legacy. LeBron James uh, dunked on the competition with 31.6 million in ticket sales alone on the first weekend. So it's, it's not bad.
1: That's oh whatever. They're just they're gonna blame it on the the pandemic, and not on the fact that Porky Pig is the notorious pig. Do you know what the what like the um, I guess the plot is of that movie? Space Jam, 2? Yeah, uh,
0: his he his son gets sucked into Don Cheadle's internet, and he's got to go save him.
1: His son doesn't want to be a basketball player; he wants to be a video game designer. But that's not true. And he gets lost. His son
0: literally is.
1: Yeah. All right. I know. His, so he gets lost in an algorithm that Warner Brothers made to come up with movie ideas or something that's,
0: like that. <laughs> that reminds me of that, um, that episode of that's South awesome with, the, with the manatee yes. in the, uh, the the family guy, like the manatees pushing the balls around.
1: Yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, I did just see in the chat good old Chris said he's good. I'm assuming it's about whether you want to keep going on a thick with you there, Chris. Thanks Shout for watching. Out Chris. Hey, Chris. Um, Really appreciate it, she has a guest on the cast yeah. exactly uh so yeah he apparently like wants to be a video game designer which obviously isn't true gets sucked into the algorithm lebron goes to and the only way he can save his family and his son is if he plays basketball oh, apparently okay. it's an hour and a half or what is it two hours however long the movie is apparently it's just one long ad for like all the warner brothers products like i guess they literally show like game of thrones characters so they mentioned game of thrones so I did like see
0: rick and morty are in it
1: yes exactly uh, they're also in Fortnite. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I think we started uh, with a pretty, atrocious. we started a
0: pretty good discussion and uh, yeah, we ended it with uh, Rick and Morty in Fortnite. So that's, that's,
1: that's about right. I don't know what more you could ask for from this show. Yeah.
0: To quote, to we're quote, to quote it. my good old Chris, I'm good.
1: All right. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> to, to, to you guys started off pretty uh, strong. Good you, 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 I'm, I'm, good. Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I could definitely stop watching. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm
0: good. I'm good. Oh <laughs> uh,
1: boy. Um, very sick. Very sick. Um, I liked the first one. I thought it was fine. So I don't know why. I didn't be too hard on yourself. Uh, the second one, it was just you know. Welcome to Suck My Fanfic, uh, the Internet's uh, number one podcast, where every
0: other week, um, uh, I I read a fic for twenty minutes, and then Alex spends the next forty
1: consoling me and making me feel good about my choice <laughs> of course of course of course um oh rosaria dawson actually voices wonder woman in space jam 2 i'm looking at the voice cast right now Wonder
0: woman is in oh yeah and she was wasn't wasn't she the voice in like that flashpoint paradox
1: yeah she she normally voices the uh, animated wonder woman nowadays um, oh, one thing I w- totally didn't get to mention on in the Invincible stuff. I'll be really quick about it. I feel like one of the reasons the animation was so bad is because they were trying to integrate CGI with still computer but hand-drawn an- animation in the computer, um, and they did a really bad job. Like, CGI would mean like completely computer-generated. You can tell when it gets wonky. Yeah. Uh, if you want a good version of that, watch the original Justice League series because there is CGI, and it's so new, they try to use it whenever they can. Sometimes it looks weird, but most of the time it looks really good. Just don't it out.
0: Yeah, though. I mean, that's... that's um for, like, really fast-moving scenes, you know, they can make those models and back. I remember the original Spider-Man cartoon, the opening sequence had, like, a really weird computer-generated background and, like, a static character, like, swinging through it. Um, But if you watch any of those new, um, like, Disney Avengers, Marvel's Avengers or Mm Spider-Man show, they all kind of look like that. It's a little... I mean, it's a big-budget kind of animation, so...
1: Yeah, and I think, to go to Space Jam, one thing that really bothers me is there used to be a thing called a house style. Disney used to have a house style. Marvel used to have a house house style. DC sort of had one, but never really because it wasn't as um, mainstream production-wise like Marvel was. And Space Jam uh, basically said, oh, we have that house style for our characters that we've had since the 30s. Fuck it. Yeah, let's make them really uncomfortably um yeah 3d with texturing but they're not supposed to look too real yeah yeah yeah
0: but again man porky pig rap dude freaking save
1: the day (laughs) porky pig yo um terrible fucking terrible uh ryan what are you
0: stoked on uh bro stoked on whoa he caught me off guard um (laughs) what am i stoked on this week what have I been stoked on?
1: I know, so I'm asking. Whew. This is tough. This is a tough one, bro. Oh, dude. dude.
0: this is tough. Dude, this one? This is tough cookies. Dude, this is kind of tough t- Tough. Uh, tough. instead said the cutie, dude. <laughs> um, I think I may have... No.
1: Uh, well, I... <laughs> I mean, I mean,
0: I mean, I mean... It <laughs> <laughs> i did mention earlier i did uh against most of my better judgment start watching ted lasso i'm gonna go ahead and drop a bomb on you guys i know i know this what this um i know that's what i know that's what stoked is for is for introducing you to new content that you're not going to find anywhere else ted lasso i'll take pretty good Ted Lasso is pretty freaking good. Hey, the number one Emmy-nominated like dude. Twitter darling is a pretty good show. <laughs> Get out there and watch it. It is a Twitter darling. Yeah, I like that show. It it is, true. It's uh, It's good. It's nice. It's very earnest, which I like. It's very yeah. earnest and very positive, and it's not like eh, it satire so, um mm-hmm. which I love satire and smarmy and, and yeah. stupid stuff, but this is refreshing. It's nice.
1: Good. Well, I like Jason Sudeikis, so I'm glad that it's oh, it's yeah. popular and it's good. If you like good. Jason
0: Sudeikis, yeah. I highly encourage you pirate it. Pirate it? I think I have Apple TV. I don't know. Think I accidentally subscribed to Apple everything.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't own anything Apple, but I might have it.
0: All right, bro. What are you stoked on?
1: Dude, you should have You should have kept going on your stoked on so I could think more about my stoked on. <laughs>
0: You know, you know what else Sheet. I'm stoked on? I'm stoked on good old Chris. I just want to take a moment real quick. Shout out good old Chris. Thank you for listening. Thanks for the honest feedback. And uh, I hope to see a lot more out of you. Um, and if I don't, that's fine. That's fine, bro. Just want you to know, you made my night. You really did. Yeah, throw it in the chat. Because it's probably more... It's probably And if it's really good, Alex will steal it. And he'll say he's stoked on it.
1: <laughs> you know, have I been stoked on Akira before? Yeah but about I have, have I been stoked on the whole Akira before? No.
0: You've also have been stoked on fuck Sandman me. For nah, like, nah, like, nah, like 30 out of 65
1: opportunities So that's fine yeah. What, for Sandman? Well, speaking of which They are releasing part 2 on Audible On, on September part 22nd Part um, 2 Ah, uh, they're also releasing a uh, a Nancy Boys uh, TV show uh, on Amazon Prime. It's going to come out after Good Omen season two, which is not based on any book that was published, just a working book that uh, you know was writing before his co-writer died. What am I, dude? Um, I you know the thing is, I've been working so much. I guess I can say I'm stoked on um, the school year starting soon. Um, thank you, Chris. He says no problem, and you're welcome. Well, thank That's you, great. buddy. Uh, that is great we we do really appreciate you tuning in. If you're stoked on something, let us know. But man, I'm just stoked on uh, the year kind of moving forward. I uh, I guess when you're stuck in the whole like academic calendar of things, the summers may or may not drag on. And mine didn't drag on or anything like that. But uh, I'm in like a really good place with work right now uh, to get stuff done. So I'm excited for the end of August so I can kind of get moving with things uh, and kind of get uh I don't know, kind of kind of work more. And right now it's all like really, really independent stuff. And Boy, oh boy, you have to be really disciplined to do that. So, I guess I'm, I don't know. I'm stoked on new beginnings, quite frankly. That's nice. That's nice. I'm happy. I'm
0: happy for that for you. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, you sure you're not stoked on Pre- Space Jam Two? Next Legacy?
1: Ugh, I can definitely tell you Damn. I'm not. I can definitely definitely tell you. I'm trying to think about any like stuff I've watched recently too. I started watching 2001: A Space Odyssey. I just didn't finish it. Um, I like the book better. i mean yeah i'm a pretentious bitch and that's Mm. why i said that uh hmm, what else uh as far as like books go there i mean i've just been reading a lot of like war anthropology books so if you want to hear about those i can tell you about those i think
0: we'll save that we'll save that uh as 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 we wind down just want to throw another plug we do have another project in the works that we're talking about discussing thinking about um throw it out there keep your eyes peeled in the coming weeks check our social meds feeds yeah. those are up on the social screen social oh okay oh boy here it comes
1: i'm stoked on our plans for episode 69 oh,
0: episode 69 is gonna be a straight banger bro
1: it's gonna be pretty sick i think it's going to be pleasurable for all parties i involved. think everyone's gonna have a great time putting it in their ears yeah let's just make sure we all take a nice shower before we do it <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: um okay so uh this has been suck my fanfic uh the internet's number one podcast it doesn't know when or how to end and uh nope. follow us on most social means you can find us so you see it on the screen at suck my fanfic on twitter that's our number one most active place uh yep. download us find us you found us once you can do it again but you can find us on anywhere fine podcasts are found suck my fanfic the podcast 65 episode backlog go ahead and listen peruse see what we got. We get a lot worse. We get a lot worse and then we get a little better and then we get worse again. So we really peaked and then uh, had some falling action again. So uh, in the spirit of keeping things different and wacky, Alex, do you have any parting thoughts for our friend, good old Chris?
1: Dude, A, you can't do that two weeks in a row. This is literally, there's literally been a thing the entire time. Well, we you remember and you're going to hit me with that two times in a row. Uh, Chris, I hope you have a great night, quite frankly. I hope anyone listening has a great night, great day great uh evening uh great midnight i don't really care when you're listening i hope you're enjoying it um i hope you do not let porky pig ruin your dreams uh like he's ruined mind he, he's in all my nightmares he's living rent-free in my head right now and uh yeah that's all folks
0: good nice flames outro i
1: dropped the mic <laughs> classic you played the thing yet?
0: <laughs> oh man, my computer just crashed. We're still live. Wait a second. Awesome.
1: Yeah, dude, about Chris. No, I'm totally joking. <laughs> dude, that Chris guy? <laughs> that Chris guy? Honestly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, we're live? <laughs>